Let's get spooky. Welcome back. I'm Mar. And I'm Sadie. And this is the podcast where we are reading the books and spilling the tea. And the tea right now is that I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's the most tea you'll get today. That is the most tea you'll get today because this book was serving lukewarm at best. It was giving nothing. It was giving nothing. You know what? Actually, Joel and I were just having a a talk about this. The phrase, she ate. Oh, yeah. Or just the phrase, ate in general. Yeah. So we were watching all the football games on Sunday because we're both in a league and it's very competitive now between us. (laughs) And he was saying, he was yelling at the TV multiple times. He eats. He needs to eat. He's like, he's like, feed that boy the ball. He needs to eat. And Lily was like, you can't say that. That phrase is for the girls. It's for the girls. That phrase is for the well, girls. Well, yeah, that's why he says eat. He well, said no. eight. And he goes, he goes, no, that's an NFL term. And I was like, absolutely, what? it is not. I was like, this is for the ladies. So the girls say she ate. She really thought she ate. Oh, look at her. She's She's eat. serving a whole meal. Thank you. And he literally was like, no, this is the NFL announcers. And they literally say he needs to eat. And I'm like, I have never. What's he eating? I, the ball? I don't I know. <laughs> what is? I literally was like, what do you mean? That is, I've never heard a professional NFL announcer say Neither have eating. I. So this is for the girls. This and is I, for the girls. Thank you. I needed that confirmed, that that phrase. It's for the ladies. Yeah. I, I've never heard of that. <laughs> thank you. He needs to eat. Honestly, though, have you seen compilations of like NFL announcers' phrases? No. Oh, it's pretty insane. The stuff that they say is so out of pocket that- no one could say that stuff in real yeah. life. It's so, it's borderline inappropriate. I do love when sometimes they be roasting the people out there as if like they know how to do that job. Like they're up there, their job is to sit there and comment. Like they're not out there like, they're like, man, if I would have had that ball. I was like, there's a reason why you were sitting there and not out on the field. I always have been critical of um, the athletes. And then f- this time, this like season, I, because I'm actually watching all the games and like invested in the players. I was thinking about it. I'm like, they are literally out there running, pushing, getting hit, jumping for two hours. That's crazy. You ask me to do a 45-minute workout, I will give you 90% energy (laughs) and I will be done by 45 minutes. I cannot handle that kind of like going for two hours, like punching. No, goodbye. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, the respect that these men- (laughs) They ate. They ate. See, thank you. And honestly, this book did not eat. This book, y'all, actually blows my mind. It is called- the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> she literally said, I don't even know. It's called The Mystery of Mrs. Christie. And it's about the famous English detective novelist, Agatha Christie, which, what did you know about Agatha Christie before you read this book? Absolutely nothing. You didn't even know she was a real person. No, I thought she was a character in the book. Which is absolutely shocking but to me. But why is this person writing a book about Agatha? Because she's one of the most famous. But they try to make her look like she's psycho. Okay, but that's the fun of it is that she, (laughs) the fun of it is that she was literally an author, one of the most famous detective novelists ever, okay? She wrote so many famous books, okay? And one of them being Murder on the Orient Express. She wrote, and then there were none, which you don't know any of these. Nope. Which is shocking to me. Is it though? I don't like spooky stuff. Anything that ever says murder or mystery in it, you bet I will not pick that up. But it's more of like the classic kind. It's genuinely. I read all the Nancy Drew books. See, but though, and I love those too. I read those too. I was also really young, so I couldn't tell you what they're about But they're also like, they were always copy and paste. Like I got like 50 books through the series and I was like, wait. Isn't there 84 of them? Yeah, there's a lot. No, I think there's more than 84. 
Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I only had 84. So <laughs> She said, my local library only yeah. carried 84. Well, I had them. I had oh. them. My grandma gave them to me. Where are they now? They're still in Pennsylvania. Oh. I still have them. Get them back. Honestly. Get yeah, back. I bet they're for worth Ms. a Asa. lot of money now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like for heritage, <laughs> for posterity. You're like for money. I was like for money. Better be heritage. Oh, no, posterity. Oh, my bad. <laughs> The moon is out. The <sighs> girls are honestly out too. We the are, lights are home. The lights are on. No one's home. <laughs> we are both like we're mothers, we're y'all. Delirious. And we were mothering today. It is one of those days. But honestly, I thought this book. I picked this book, right? Or no, it you had me. it in the selection of options, and we picked it from that. But really? we both didn't, I didn't know a thing about I didn't it. Pick any October books. I selected. I did the final selection. Yeah, you did. Yes. Yeah. But this one, honestly, I thought it would be a little bit more interesting. And the plot line itself is kind of unique. So it first hooked me because you open up this book. And essentially, the book starts out with Agatha. Well, what's her name? Her name is Agatha. Yeah, her name is Agatha. So yeah, she, Agatha yeah. So the whole book is like getting you as the reader to put yourself in the mindset of like, what was Agatha Christie, the real Agatha Christie like? This book is all written in her perspective, but it's obviously fictionalized. This is not what actually happened to Miss Agatha Christie, but this is fictionalized version. Yeah. I mean, it was like half her person. It was like, that's the thing. It was like two point of views because it was her husband's point of view and hers point of view and like back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I listened to the audio book and a woman was doing it, which I love when women do it because they just really put a lot of... Infinite, you know what I'm saying? But it was still like she confusing. Ate, she maybe? ate it. But at the same time, it was sometimes confusing for me when that happens because it's like a man's perspective, but I'm hearing a woman's voice. Oh. So they like, didn't have a man no. do the male part? She'll like make her voice a little deeper. That is very interesting. Yeah. Like it's not like a bad, it, like she Did sounds she good, like, but. Uh, no. No. <laughs> nah. Or was she British? And now we're going to do this. Are they British? I don't know. I mean, she's from England, so. Why do I miss that? Every time we read a book about you, it's because you don't know who these people actually are. Yeah, so I don't put them in context. To me, all of this is happening in America. That and I'm is... gonna be honest, that's probably not that's kind of insensitive. I don't okay. know. I, I just I just like I just put them in my world. That makes sense. I mean, that I think that's why it's interesting to talk with you about the books, is because you genuinely do that for all the books. You put yeah. yourself in the storyline. Whereas I feel like I'm unless it's such an engrossing book. I'm always looking at it from like a bird's eye perspective, I guess. Yeah. So that's why it's perfect because we have both perspectives. Yeah, come on. But give Follow us, us little- on Instagram. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mar is literally <laughs> plug for life. She just like will literally live and die by and the marketing. I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, give us a little intro into who she met right at the start of this book. How did it open up? Yes, yeah, so... The year is 1912. Wow. Old. People are old. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're young at this point. It's an old People time. are ancient. <laughs> they've got their little pinup hair do's yes. and, you know, okay. stuff like that going on. Yeah, she knows she what 1912 looks like. Only because I looked at a picture before we started this. <laughs> I'm not doing She said the pinafore, the corset, yes, the corsets. bell skirts. All that, all that stuff. Stuff when yes. everyone was looking good, okay. <laughs> when the jawlines were snatched, when the jawlines because were snatched. they were eating, not drinking smoothies. It's because fast food wasn't a thing. Yep. Honestly, <sighs> I always think that's sorry. I know we're deviating so hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think it's so interesting. If you look back at photos of like grandparents, they're they, so, oh, so beautiful. beautiful. So attractive. Jawlines looking so sharp. I yeah. can't even fathom it. And I saw a picture of my grandpa and I was like, okay, he ate. Yeah. <gasps> I was like, he ate. See, Joel, that phrase is for the ladies. It's for the ladies. As you're editing this, babe, it's for the girls. Oh, but it's, okay, we're All right, back to the back to Man Arhan. It's the year 1912, and you got Agatha, and she's at a ball, okay? And she's dancing. And somebody comes up to her, which he like has a number card. It's a dance card. So like this was like in the time where literally you'd go to a ball, there was a card and it's obviously very like misogynistic worldview. And so it was literally like the guys got to go up to the ladies that they were interested in and they would write their names. They would basically, there was a certain number of songs that were played at a ball. So there was a certain number of dances you could do. Mm-hmm. So the men would go to the women and they'd write, it was like a little um, card that would hang off their wrist and they would put their name in for a slot to dance with her. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like saying like they wanted a date because basically that's how they would date in this time frame was like yeah. they could talk to each other while they're dancing. Yeah. So then, yeah, he would, you had. So this spots. guy, he comes up to her. What's his name? Richie? Archibald. That was his name. Yes. Archie. Okay. Our <laughs> man, Archibald. Honestly, ugh, the name suits. The name fits him. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's just kind of a block character and you'll, you'll see. Okay. Because essentially she is first very intrigued by him. She's like very just like. Caught off guard because this guy, he doesn't follow any of the normal protocols at a ball. Like he just goes up and is like, hey, I want to dance with you. Mm -hmm. And which is obviously like we talked about, you can't do in this day and age, but he does. And he also doesn't get introduced by anyone else. He just goes and like literally introduces himself, which again is something you couldn't do. Although at the beginning, he doesn't even say his name though. He just like starts talking to her. You know why he doesn't say his name? Because it's a stupid name. Hi, I'm Archie. Can I have a dance? Uh, my like, name no. is Archie. He's like, get away from me. Back it up, sir. But so she's like swept on her feet. So they lit- literally, because they start dancing. Yes. And <laughs> they start dancing and talking. And she finds out that he is training to be a pilot in the war, which at the time was like a very new gig, essentially. There yeah. were not a lot of pilots. And so it was extremely like... Shocking and dangerous mm. and interesting to her, and so, she's like, "That's so sexy." Yeah, she's like, Ooh. "She's like, not only can he drive a car, but he can fly a plane." I'm like, ah. <laughs> and he's like, "Here's my car. It's literally a buggy." Yeah, <laughs> oh like, my go gosh. with the horses. Yeah, so she's just like intrigued by him, and so then they start becoming quote unquote friends because yes. she's technically engaged to Reggie. Reggie, yeah, we Reg- said Richie. It is Reggie. It is Reggie, and that is why. <laughs> This book is not it because we don't even remember the names perfectly. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Sitting here right now, like, I'm searching for the... Oh, it's Archie. Never mind. Ar- no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, searching for the name after you just said it. Archie just and Reggie. Bald. Bald. Mr. Baldy. Mr. Baldy. <laughs> Were one of them bald? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's Archibald's like... Yeah, I'm losing my mind. Okay. Yes. But they become friends outside of it. Yes. Which is absolutely crazy, guys. Because like we said before, she's already engaged. Yes. And this man, like she happens to give him her address, which like for me, I was like, man, we don't do that. That's a red flag. That is also stalkery. That's scary. That's sociopathic. Uh, We are not giving out addresses in 2023. You do not know this Archibald and you gave him your address. And guess what, y'all? He shows up. He shows up. Literally comes into her garden. (laughs) I just remember. Both ways. Come oh, into no. our garden. And he's just usually like, hey, you know, like you said I could come see you. So I'm here. And then her mother comes out. Yes. And her mother's like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, absolutely not. Who is this guy, this rando you met at, at 
I was going to say bar. Literally bar at, a ball. at the bar, basically. <laughs> at the equivalent of a 1912 bar, okay? And they, but they, she literally lies, though, on how she's like, no, like, he's just a friend. I met him at the ball. He's, he said he was going to come in for town because he's got some work to do. And I was like, come by, get something to eat. You know, <laughs> we, we're we like that. We're, we're, we're friendly and neighborly like that. Like, just come on in. And her mother's like, I call bull crap, but like, okay, like, yeah. I'll take it. But then he just keeps coming around. Everyone's like, why is this man, like, hanging around with you so much? And I was like, fair let me say this even in today's day and age people say friends and girls and guys can be friends best friends like that and i call bullcrap every single one and if you're able to do it it's because one of you are ugly like that is the only reason i want you if you are in a best friend relationship with a guy and a girl and you guys have no feelings for each other i want you to look at each other and say which one of us is the ugly here's the thing though the ugly one the other one could the ugly one could still have a crush on the other one well for sure it could ruin itself going anywhere and you managed to stay in this best friendship what are y'all ugly? I agree. And but you need to ask you, who it is. You have to have the self-awareness to be like, let's, let's just look at this right now. Which yeah. one of us yeah. is it? And it's like, well, if I'm feeling feelings and she's not giving it back, I might be the ugly one. And then if she's like, say she might be the ugly one too. So I'm just saying like, both of these people are very attractive and everyone knows that. And they're like walking around like, mm, there's no way no one's boinking. Yep. They are boinking in the garden, like you said. <laughs> boinking in the garden. Yeah, but then they, they basically like fall in love. And so she decides to uh, leave Richie. Reggie. Reggie. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens? Like when he like, how does he propose to her? He doesn't. That's the problem. He literally, <laughs> he literally doesn't. He says, I'm leaving tomorrow to the war. Yep. And I need you. Yep. I want you. Yep. Let's get married now. And to me, red flag. Red flag because I think it was out of desperation. And I think the only, I guess one of the issues I have with this book is like, you're reading this, right? And they're falling in love at the same time as you're reading like this mystery that's happened. So the book's opening up and you find out that Agatha has freaking disappeared. Yep. So you're reading this book, this love story, these two kids like just meeting in in this whirlwind romance. He's like, we got to get married, leaves the war. But you don't understand like why they're in love with each other. Like they don't really... Because it's lust, baby. Oh, there it is. It's lust. There it is. He literally said the second I saw her, I was like, "Mm, I need her. Ew. I need Agatha. No. Also, what a name. And Agatha said, you can fly my plane any day of the week. (laughs) Okay. That is what, that was what was going on there. It's true. They just had a quick little marriage so they could have a quickie little something before he hops on a plane and goes and fights in the war. He's doing everything so unlike traditional and yet he's like, I can't boink you until we get married. I just. It's the time. They pick and choose. Yes, the day and age, apparently. Which I feel and like in the day and age, they were all having sex, showing ankles when they weren't supposed to. They were showing you know, like, <laughs> the ankle, the bridge of the nose, yes. the little wrist bone. They were doing it. Honestly, the skirts back then were big enough. Can we bring things could back? be happening and no one would know. Like, Amen. Those things are- Wow. Those things Under are- the dinner table? <laughs> okay. Holy crap. Okay, you know what we absolutely need to do? You and I need to be reviewing, like, BBC, like, period pieces. Yeah, And literally be, like, putting our modern takes on them. Seriously. We have a talk show host out, so talk show out. Stop. (laughs) So. (laughs) But essentially, so they get married, and then he just skeet skirts right on out to the war. He's, like, gone. So she basically lives her first year of marriage alone, essentially. He comes back from the war. And he is different. And she kind of chalks it up to like PTSD type things. Like maybe he has seen things and he just can't talk about it. And so he's come back and he is just completely different, very closed off, very cold, very harsh. Well, they get pregnant. 
They do get pregnant. And she is ecstatic. She is like, oh my gosh, maybe this is what we need. Maybe this will kind of bring the warmth back into yeah. our relationship. Maybe this is what we know. Something that could be really good for us. Um, wait, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> so they're sitting there having breakfast, right? She slaved over this meal. Not really, probably. Probably her nanny. I don't know who did it. Someone gave him a meal. And they're sitting there and she's like, this is, the, this is it. This is what's going to bring us back together. She goes... Archie? Is it Archie? Yep, good job. Okay, thank you. She's like, Archie, I've got good news. And he's sitting there like, okay, what is it? And she goes, we're expecting a baby. <laughs> and he goes, hopefully they're not my baby. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know who, what you were expecting from being expecting, but I'm not happy about it. Like, he literally could, there is absolutely not a response. I think that's worse in the world than oh, this man. so bad. Responding to her. He literally was like, are you serious? Like the equivalent of- it's her fault. Yes. Like, bro. Hold you, it in. Yeah. <laughs> if you are mad about it, what are you doing? Like, you act like it's her fault. It oh, takes two. He's also like, I can't believe it. How did this happen? It's like, well, you were there, too. Did they have condoms so, back then? Um, yes. Really? My in guess 1912? Is, my guess condoms? is very much yes, and they were probably very uncomfy. Really? And I'm not getting into descriptions. Made from wood? <gasps> they all, like, everything back then was made from wood. No, like, the fake Mar- teeth. The fake teeth. The fake teeth. teeth. George Washington's fake yes. teeth. Did you know that they, that's the last thing when you leave the George Washington Museum is like, his fake teeth. And get no. check so out this smile no. from George Washington himself sending you on your way. We hope no. you have a great day. Literally, it's like you go and you're like, he's our first president, right? So you're just like, okay, I probably going to hate this guy because he was involved in like really horrific stuff like slavery, all those things. And so you walk into the museum, literally, they start you off with like, you go into his dungeon. Like oh. the dungeon at his house, okay? You Love see that. what happened there. So you're like, okay, this guy's horrific. Like our first president, my butt. Like he's the worst. <laughs> so then, but then they take you back upstairs and they're touring and they t- like tell you all mm-hmm. the things that he did during his time as president. Yeah. And so you're like, wow, he oh, he's kind of, he's great. Then you leave. The last thing you see <laughs> is this freaking horse wooden teeth. Ah! And I'm literally like, so we let this six foot something psychotic wooden teeth man be Love our that. first president. Honestly, and we're not doing better about much today. No, so, you I'm know, gay. we're still. <laughs> Have you seen the unfortunate things of President Biden? Like the videos of him like walking randomly on stage. Yeah. He's supposed yes. to be like, mm. oh, listen, this is why like I don't, I'm not a political person. Sorry about it. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a crap. This is not my forever home. So don't check. Like, I ain't invested in it. Like, I promise you. And some people don't like that. They're like, you need to know what's going on with your country. Well, guess what? There's evil everywhere. And nothing you can say could surprise me at this point. And if I really need to know, the church will let me know. Okay? They'll let me know what's going on. But outside of that, like, he, I just think he's he's so old. And I love that about him. No, Biden. Sorry. I was like, he's dead. He is dead. He's so old. He's dead. He's not. Yeah. Anyways, we're going on a rant. Anyways, I just we love how old he is. He like comes up to, yeah. Because oh. so like, there's one time he came up to the podium and he goes, "Good morning," and then he goes, "I'm not supposed to introduce myself. My bad." And like backs up. And so, and everything he said, like you just can't understand what he's saying. But I love that about him. It really is funny. I don't know how we got on this tangent. To be honest. Anyways, back to Archibald. Yes, back to Archibald. He's not happy about expecting. No, he's not at all. And so he basically is like, well, this is rough. This is unfortunate. So you better (laughs) With wooden condoms, that would be That was the same. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how did you break through that? Like, You just stopped this thought 
right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. We're stopping this visualization for us and she, the like, listeners. She, like, carved a nope, hole nope, in nope, it. Nope, nope. Trying to get pregnant. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know where that's coming from. I really don't either. Okay, it is not. <laughs> but that. he's upset. He's mad about the fact that he participated. He's very in this. upset. And so essentially, he's like, "You better. This better not change our relationship." And yeah. she's like, "Um, what relationship? You hate me, basically." Amen. But essentially, he's like, "You better not let this change our relationship. So you need to prioritize me. I want to feel like the number one in your affection still." So she's like, "We're having a child, but yeah. okay, I guess I will kind of." Put her to the side, essentially ignore her, just like give her off to this live-in nanny and just focus on him. So that's what she does. It's so sad too, though, because when she literally talks about like when she gave birth, she just could not help but feel this overwhelming love for her baby and just wanted to like cuddle her, but then felt like she wasn't allowed to. Which is just sick and twisted. I mean, that is like, I and also I just feel like this is very totally unfair and unrealistic of like, she falls in love. They have this like whirlwind romance and then boom, he's different. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I would do in that scenario of like, he comes back and he's like completely, totally different. Yeah. And essentially he's like, don't let our baby take my spot in your affections. Like yeah. just weird. And so, and then he goes on <clears throat> this long trip, this year long trip with friends and he takes her with him, but About they the leave baby. the baby. And so there, she's like, well, maybe this is like what I need to do to just prove to Archie that like he is like, priority for me and goes on this trip nothing yeah. changes not a man let me tell you that no that is not a man a man no. provides for his family and he did not give a crap that he had one no i mean it's also just like if your very first instinct when you find out that you're gonna have a baby with someone is like oh, what about me yeah red flag Which, well also it's like okay it could like, be your second there, thought there could be something <laughs> in there like that might be normal but it's like i feel like that second thought should be like but no, this is going to be good and I have a family and like it could be scary, but like we're going to be okay. Right. Like it's, it's normal to have doubts and worry of like, yeah. oh my gosh, But to ride your do? whole marriage out like that, oh. that is scary. Yeah. So essentially they come back from this year long trip. Yep. He then, he then ends up having to leave for work, right? He's going back. He's got to go on another mission. He's flying more planes. Um, and when he gets out there, when he comes back from this trip, you know, she's excited. She's ecstatic. She's like, okay, I'm going to make myself look good. He's going to come in here. I'm wearing this dress. He's going to want to feel up on me. He comes back and he goes, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Which like, you're a horrible man, but thank you for being honest. He <laughs> goes, while I was gone. He said, I found a whore. I found a- <laughs> <laughs> And her name is Nancy. This Nancy. And she goes, well, actually what he first does, he goes, he says, he's like, I've been having, keeping company with someone. Keeping company. And she goes, and she goes, okay, what's wrong with that? Like, why are you telling me about this? Like, I don't give a crap if you have friends that are girls. Like, come have sex with me. And he oh. goes, but I won't. Because I've been having sex with her instead. I'm in love with Nancy and I'm leaving you. I want to clarify that none of that language. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what she was hoping. It's true. She definitely was hoping they would like get back that side of their relationship. But I do want to clarify that this author's not right about. No, that is just be like, get come over here and have sex with me. Okay. (laughs) You listen two times and have speed, so they could have said anything for all you know. That is true. That is she goes, you are not wrong. This whole book could be wrong for all I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, he tells her that he is basically in love with another woman. And again, mind you, lovely listener, at the same freaking time you're yes. hearing about yes. this story, you are reading that Agatha in present day when Archibald is living, like reading these notes and letters that she's, Agatha's missing. Yeah. 
Agatha is missing. So you're reading this whole book being like, okay, like where did she go? Why is she missing? At the same time, you're reading a throwback of how they fell in love, how they met, what's going on in the relationship. So you're starting to put pieces together and be thinking, hmm. Where is she? Was she killed? What is the mystery? Because he basically says, no, I'm in love with someone else and I don't want you. I want a divorce. Yeah. Divorce, babes. So she goes psychotic. What does she do? So, you know, she's missing, and we're like, where is she? Where is she? And this whole entire time, Archie's working with the police, sweating his baldness oh. off. Because he <laughs> because he literally, he knows. He's got he's getting these letters from Agatha, and he's burning them. And he's yeah. like, she's basically telling him what to do during this time. And everyone's looking at him like, oh, you killed her. We know you did. We're going to get to the end of it. And he's sitting there like, I didn't kill her. He's like, I didn't. But I do look extremely sus because I literally was cheating on her, and I burned all the letters yes. she wrote me. But on top of that, Miss Agatha was on vacation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Staying up in a five-star hotel. Guys, if that doesn't make any sense, it's because it didn't make any sense to us reading it. Literally the most confusing end of a book ever. So this is the book. We just explained to you the book. Basically, yeah. it's just this, because the start of it is so intriguing, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this couple is steamy. They fell in love. They're all into each other. At the same time, she's missing and presumably possibly dead, question yeah. mark. Like, you don't know. So you're like, this is going to be a good book. No, it's literally just like this slow explanation of how they met, fall in love, got married, how he basically is like, no, don't love you anymore. And yeah. then at the same time, she's just the whole time in present day, yeah. he's been trying to help the police find her, quote unquote, but he knows she's not dead. Yeah. Because she's literally at a hotel, sitting up in there. They go and find her whereabouts. She's calling herself... By Mrs. Nancy, last the name. The mistress. The mistress name because she's pretending to have amnesia. And so when he comes and sees her, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, my name's Mrs. Nancy. Like, that's <laughs> who I am. And he goes, ew. He like, said, this okay? is crazy. You're literally crazy. And she goes, this is what I want. You're going to pretend that I have amnesia, that I left, and this is what happened. You're going to let everybody know that you left me, but you left me for a literal whore. And then you're going to make sure that I get everything I want. The daughter, she's mine. I need money, all this stuff. You got it? Get it? Got it good? And then and only then will I sign the divorce papers, babes. Divorce babes. Divorce babes. And so literally, I guess one thing we did forget to mention is that during this time, she's been like writing little pieces of mystery. And that's how she starts. She started telling these little stories. Yeah, she's a writer. She's a writer. So like at the same time, she's like having so much fun with this basically because she's like, ooh, I've created my own mystery. And now all these famous detectives and people and novelists are also on the hunt, quote unquote, looking for her because they think she's missing. So she's like, I am going to be good in my future. I'm going to be able to write and people are going to publish me. And so, yeah, so she's like, you, I want to save my job, my future Mm -hmm. job. And I also want to save my reputation and I don't want a divorce with anyone thinking it was me. So you have to put in there, you have to put Nancy's name in the reason of us getting divorced. And he's like, Absolutely not. Well, no. He said, babes, if that's all you wanted, you could have just told me. Why'd you go and have amnesia? And she goes, because I did tell you. And you didn't listen. And you didn't care. And now that whore's going down with me. Like, I'm taking everyone out with me. Anyways, that was it. Honestly, this was the worst creepy book ever. Because it wasn't creepy. It wasn't scary It was supposed to be boo season vibes. Um, Wasn't giving. No. For me, I was like, why am I reading this book? I spent $30 on this book. I don't understand because I go to the library. Yeah, well, honey, uh, (laughs) I tried getting it from the library and everyone at it borrowed. Which is strange and sad for all those people. It is. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong library. Maybe. 
This book is not giving spooky. It, honestly, I would have given it a one star. No, negative zero. Oh, that's <laughs> not a thing. Negative five. <laughs> she goes negative nothing. Negative okay? nothing. Um, yeah, it was not that great of a book. I mean, I, the reason I would give it one is for the plot interest, like the interesting idea. I thought the start was so good. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then it just... See, the whole thing to me was just Teetered garbage. Oh, okay. I just don't like the idea where she left a letter for him and he knew right off the bat that she was... They told us that he knew that she wasn't dead. Because I feel like the whole mystery of wondering, did he kill her, did he not, was ruined in like the sixth chapter by him being like, oh yeah, she sent me a letter with instructions. Let me burn but it so I nobody finds it. I honestly was wondering, did he fake that letter? Yeah, who do you think wrote the letters? Because she also wrote a letter to his brother. And they never shared like what that was about. I don't know. She was just writing letters. She did have amnesia. I really do think that the idea was there. The plot was there. And it just, she did not deliver. Like the author did not deliver. I genuinely feel like I could have written a better book than this. Ooh. Okay. Write it. I want to read it. Per, I wrote a book before. (gasps) Wow. I did. I wrote a book about a snail. I was six years old. And I gave it to my mom. Wow. It was five chapters long. You really got me there. What was the snail's name? I don't remember. <gasps> <laughs> His name was Snail. She, his name was Slow the Snail. Okay. All right, you guys, we hope that this episode made any kind of sense to you. <laughs> but honestly, we don't recommend this book because no. it just fell flat for me. I think if anything, it made me think more and want to read the actual Agatha Christie's books again. I've read um, Murder on the Orient Express and then, and then there were none. I've read that one as well, but it was ages ago, like forever ago. My sister is the real uh, the real Agatha Christie fan. But I feel like if anything, it made me remember her and be like, oh, I want to actually go back. Because she was writing at a time where it was not popular for a woman to be yeah. an author. It was actually super rare and very like, I don't know, ballsy at the time to be an author and to try and make it in that field as a woman. So if anything, I think this book can be a reminder to you to go learn about her yeah, and the sure. woman that actually like trailblazed for other authors to come behind her. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. If you want to give us a five star rating, that is so good for us. And if you want to follow us at the Novelty Podcast on Instagram, go ahead and I want you to say a hashtag um, Archie Zabaldi <laughs> on our latest uh, reel. So, all right. Bye, you guys. Bye. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> bye.